snap and it goes to Clement who gives it off to Burton, the tight end who then throws in the end zone. Touchdown, Foles! What did we just see? Shotgun snap, Foles caught his arm, easy pass across the middle, Clement's drive, bobbled, caught on a deflection, touchdown! It's Ertz! Brady moves up, he's hit, the ball chart free, it's picked up by Philadelphia, picked up on the play by Barnett! Side look at everything football. It's TSN Four Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Wow, what a finish. The Super Bowl 52. The impossible happened. The underdog of underdogs. Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles, slayed the dragon of Tom Brady. And I don't know about you guys, but when that Hail Mary went up, I thought, oh no. They're going to find a way. The Patriots are going to somehow find a way to get a third or fourth bounce and bring it down. It wasn't to be. The huge parade in Philly, only a couple people stabbed. I don't know how many police horses were punched in the face. That seems to be a common theme with Philadelphia fans. But hey, they were celebrating. And the Eagles are your Super Bowl 52 champs. The first NFL championship to that city since 1960. Welcome to TSN Four Downs, folks. I'm Andy McNamara. This is the finale for season two, and we are delivered by Domino's. And guys, you got to go to Domino's.ca. You know where to go. Eleven ninety nine is that's it for a four topping large pizza. Just eleven ninety nine. Get the marble cookie brownie, the pasta side dishes for any time you're in a hurry, hanging out with friends, whatever. Go to Domino's.ca. And as a thank you, a small thank you. To our, our great listeners, we've had such a, a fantastic time this season interacting with everybody. And Domino's called me up, producer Mike Scruzzi next. Scruzzi, they called me up and they said, hey, Andy, you got such great listeners. We want to do a little something, a little thank you. And I said, well, what is it, Domino's? And they said, we want to give away a free pizza today. How really? about that? How free, nice of them. Free Domino's pizza. So this is what you're going to be able to do. End of the show, I'm going to tweet out from at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Okay? I'm going to pin my pinned tweet will be the show link. Tweet out that. Follow at AndyMC81. Follow at Domino's Canada. You do that, we're going to have a draw Sunday night. Winner gets a large three-topping pizza. How about that? Wait. Tweet out. Link. Scrizz does not qualify. And I will be be, uh, keeping my eye open for fake Scrizzy accounts, such as at not TSN. I see see you. Nothing gets by you. Nothing (laughs) gets... I thought I had him on that one. Oh. That I got him. But yeah, we'll be doing that giveaway, some Domino's Pizza. Big show today. So with the NFL season done, we've got all the off-season topics, and of course the NFL draft. The combine is coming up beginning of March. So I go to my guy, senior NFL draft analyst from NFLDraftScout.com, Dan Brugler. This guy is a savant when it comes to NFL draft. So I spoke with him earlier today. The, the information on these prospects you don't want to miss. So that'll be coming up in about... 10 to 12 minutes. Then we're going to have veteran NFL analyst, one of the most tuned-in guys there is, Clark Judge from the Talk of Fame Network. We'll get into free agency breakdowns and the storylines here. There's a lot happened. So the Super Bowl happened, the parade and all that. But in between, we began with the poor Indianapolis Colts tweeting out, Hey, tune in for the press conference tomorrow. Our new head coach. 
Josh McDaniels, 11 a.m. And here's some fun facts about Josh. Here's Josh. He get loves to, puppies. Get to know your coach. He's really loyal. He's a great... Oh. 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 Never mind. And then, apparently, McDaniel, uh, McDaniels called the Colts and said, uh, yeah, actually, you might want to take down that tweet. Because I'm staying in New England as offensive coordinator. How about that? Like, here's what gets me. You change your mind on a job, fine. That happens all the time. But here's the difference. McDaniels apparently sought out this job. He contacted the Colts because he's turned down numerous interviews for head coaching jobs. He wanted the perfect spot and turned them all down. And he went after the Colts job. They hired three assistants. Three assistants left their jobs to sign with the Colts because Josh McDaniels was coming. He called and talked to the guy Saturday. Hey, you ready to go? Let's do it. Signed, and so people, oh, he's making the best decision for his family. Well, he screwed up the lives potentially of three people who made that decision based on him coming there. That's Josh McDaniels. And also, a little shame has to go for the Colts. The deal was not signed officially. So to tweet stuff out without having a pen to paper, they took a gamble and they got burned. They got burned bad. So Two things pop out to me with this story. Either McDaniels is staying in New England because he's going to be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick's throne sooner rather than later. Or maybe Andrew Luck's shoulder is not as healthy as we think. And Chris Ballard, GM of the Colts, said that Andrew Luck in that press conference that was to unannounce, I guess, Josh McDaniels as head coach, he said that Luck's progress is going along great. He hasn't thrown a football. Andrew Luck has still not thrown a football. So how close is he? And maybe Josh McDaniels is thinking, I got Jacoby Brissett. I know him from New England, but uh, how off? This would be his second shot as a head coach. You don't get a third chance in the NFL to be a head coach. Doesn't happen. No, especially with his first run, how no. terrible well, it went. And here's the thing, Chris. He has had to work so long to repair his reputation, which was destroyed from one and a half seasons with the Broncos. He wanted full control. And the Rams, too. Don't forget the OC, who's last in, his, in the NFL on offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But for McDaniels, coming off of that Denver experience years ago now, it was, all right, Untrustworthy, kind of slimy guy, power hungry. Go, can't trust him. Well, he's rebuilt that, and well, what comes out? Turns out you, you can't trust Josh McDaniels. Here's the one word: if I was to describe this situation with Josh McDaniels in one word, I'd call it gutless. Gutless move by Josh McDaniels. You screwed three people who came. You talked them up. You got a sweetheart deal from Robert Kraft and all that. Fine, but why are you leading when you sought out that job yourself? To do that is absolutely gutless. And he better hope that that is the sweetheart deal, the pay in, uh, raise in pay, and that he's going to take over because he ain't getting a head coaching job. What owner is going to trust this guy? The snake. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's a patriot for life. He's, he has to be. Yeah. Like, he could get an OC job or somewhere else, a head coaching job. You're done, McDaniels. And guess what? Guess what, pal? When Bill Belichick does leave, when he retires, you think he's going to leave before Brady? No. You're going to be stuck with some schlub. Have fun. Two and done. When he takes over, two years and he's done with the Patriots. That's my prediction. Whenever that happens. Hot take. Hot take. take. Gutless by Josh McDaniels. We'll talk about this in 2022. That's right. On season whatever of TSN Four Downs.
Still delivered by Domino's. Uh, the, the other big news, Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers, dude gets paid. Jimmy G, $137.5 million extension. And you want another hot take, Scriz? I've been saying this on TSN Radio across the country the last two weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo will have the 49ers from a horrendous-looking team last year. He comes in. He takes him five straight wins. He's 7-0 as a starter. Jimmy Garoppolo will have the 49ers as a wild-card contender next year. Like that. Just from him. I'm not saying they'll make the wild-card, but he will have them in the conversation. How bad that roster was? No weapons. Banged-up defense. Running game. Pedestrian. Jimmy G comes in. Saves the day. So you're a Jimmy G guy is what you're telling me. Dude, I've been a Jimmy G guy since the 2014 draft. That's why I wanted the Browns to take. I got Johnny Manziel instead. I had Jim. My quarterbacks ranked. I had Garoppolo and Carr as 1-2. Jimmy Garoppolo, the real deal. Now, remember, he didn't get all the love because he was playing out of Eastern Illinois. Broke all Tony Romo's records. Went to the Patriots. Sat. Stepped right in. Pro. I remember him saying, they're like, oh, what do you do for fun? He said, my girlfriend is football. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo said. Study. He's a beast. He's going to have the, the 49ers have their, their next guy. His ceiling, who knows? But he's, they have their next guy right there in Jimmy Garoppolo. So, guy got paid. Uh, what does that mean for Kirk Cousins now? You got to think Kirk Cousins, like, thanks, Jimmy. You did, you're getting that much money for seven starts. Uh, I, I've been around a little while. I'm going to get paid too. What is Kirk Cousins going to do? <laughs> He's going to get paid, man. A lot 30, of money. 30 mil a year, like you would think. Oh, sure. He's got, and I'll, I'll talk about this with Clark Judge in a little bit, where some possible landing spots are. But he, want, he said on Super Bowl week he wants to go to a situation where he can win now. The winning is more important than the money. He's going to get paid regardless. So maybe he's thinking, all right, what's an extra five mil if I go to a, a team that's terrible compared to... A championship-level team who just needs a quarterback like, I don't know, a Denver? A Minnesota Vikings? Definitely. Who currently have zero quarterbacks on their roster. Right. Uh, now, the Jags would have to do a lot of tap dancing. What about the Jags? You'd have to do a lot of salary cap work. Arizona Cardinals? Cardinals? Arizona Palmer retiring? Not a lot of pressure out there either. They're an older David team. Johnson coming back. If I'm, them, if, I'm, if I'm Elway and Cousins, go to Denver, man. Go to Denver. You can have I that agree. team right back. You can I have that team right back as AFC championship contenders. You have weapons. Instantly. Defense. Yeah. And you're having high draft picks this year. You draft well. Culture winning there, too. Absolutely. So. You got Elway to lean on? Gosh, you'd be so lucky. All right, before we break, get to our TSN Twitter, TSN 4 Downs Twitter poll question. At TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81 on Twitter, at TSN the number 4 Downs. It is with free agency coming up. Which of these NFL free agents will make the biggest impact in 2018? Out of these, who will make the biggest impact? Darren Sproles, running back, right? Got banged up with the Eagles, but was playing lights out. Jimmy Graham, tight end. Seahawks, never really had the impact, but we know what he did in New Orleans. Sammy Watkins, all the upside in the world, but became a third option in L.A. Or Malcolm Butler, oh, the cornerback Super Bowl hero shunned in Super Bowl 52. Who knows really the reason why? We may never know. So out of those, Sproles, Graham, Watkins, or Butler, 
which of those free agents is going to make the biggest impact. We'll touch on that uh, near the end of the show. But we'll step aside. NFL Draft Talk analyst, senior draft analyst from NFLDraftScout.com, Dane Brugler up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to TSN 4 Downs. Nuremberger will send it away. Ohio State, Penn State, and we're underway from Columbus. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a lane. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley with the opening kick. 97 yards. Touchdown, Nittany Lions. Oh, that's a top one, two, three. Where's Saquon Barkley going to go? Powder is possibly the best athlete, the top prospect in the draft. A beast of a running back compared to Adrian Peterson. Well, lots of intrigue coming up as we approach the NFL Combine and, of course, the NFL Draft itself. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. We're delivered by Domino's. And, guys, get to Domino's.ca today. It's snowy outside. Have Domino's delivered for you. They'll come out. Get a large four-topping pizza, eleven ninety-nine. Pasta side dishes, chicken wings, the buffalo wings, sensational. Marble cookie brownie, any type of pizza. Just go to Domino's.ca. Check it out right now. All right. Still to come in the show, we're going to have veteran NFL analyst Clark Judge from Talk of Fame Network to go over the NFL offseason storylines. But I chatted earlier with uh, today with senior NFL draft analyst Dane Brugler from draft, NFLDraftScout.com. Best in the biz. Here we go. Dane, with the Super Bowl over, draft season has officially started. And it, it's begun already. We had the Senior Bowl come up, and now it's the full push to free agency and then the draft. Coming out of the Senior Bowl, and I know you're putting together your draft guide, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. What position group do you feel is the strongest this year going in? I think when you when you look at the underclassmen uh, who provided a big boost to this draft class, uh, I think you could look at corner, uh, plenty of first, second, third round grades. Uh, you could look at running back. Uh, we could have as many as six or seven going the first two rounds. Uh, you could look at pass rusher, uh, and then the quarterback really going to be an interesting position because uh, there are a lot of varying opinions on these guys: Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen. Uh, Josh Allen even, you know, throw Lamar Jackson in there. Plenty of different opinions, uh, but there's a good chance we could see all five go somewhere in the top 30, 40 picks. Uh, maybe even Mason Rudolph will get somewhere in the top hmm. 50, top 60. So uh, a quarterback, when you have that many quarterbacks talked about in the you know first two rounds, uh, that's going to be viewed as a strength uh, of the draft. So uh, I think that's going to be a lot of the storylines centered around the quarterbacks, but I'd say corner, uh, pass rusher, running back, plenty of strong positions this year. Well, Dane, it gets interesting, too, because we know people will, will reach for quarterbacks. That's that's the mm-hmm. name of the game. They will reach. So if that happens, and as you said, if we're getting four, five, six, who knows quarterbacks taken in the top 40, well, that pushes down a whole bunch of first-round graded talent. So we can see teams... I would think in the first and second round, getting real quality value guys who have been pushed down because of the quarterbacks. Absolutely, and you know I'm I'm located here in Frisco, Texas, so right outside of Dallas, and you know, I do a lot of work with the Cowboys, and that's really the talk amongst hmm. Cowboys fans. Is they they're hoping that they see four quarterbacks, maybe even five, who knows, picks 
So at number 19, they end up getting a player like maybe a Roquan Smith, a Vita Vea, one of these uh, prized first-rounders who might slip a little bit because of the quarterbacks that go early. So absolutely with what you're saying, there are plenty of teams in that mid-first-round range kind of licking their chops, hoping those quarterbacks go early, pushing a good player to them. Let's talk about running backs here for a minute, Dane. And it's been interesting because the the Trent Richardson draft really scared off teams from taking a a first round running back for a few years. And now what we've seen, especially if you have a run a young quarterback, you can really turn your franchise and offense around with a complimentary three-down back, like an Ezekiel Elliott, like a Todd Gurley, like a Kareem Hunt, and be able to really transform your offense. When we look at this class, it looks like it's led by Saquon Barkley, but where's the, where's the, 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 the drop-off after Barkley? Is it a steep drop, or do you see a lot of quality backs here? I see a lot of quality backs, and that's really going to be the question mark here because you know, even though you know, we've seen success from early drafted players, uh, the running back position, like Zeke, like Gurley, uh, Fournette last year was a top five yeah, pick. Yeah. He's an ideal fit for what Jacksonville wanted to do. Even though we've, we've seen success, the debate is still there mm-hmm. about the value of the running back position in the top ten, especially the top five. And that's what's going to be surrounding Saquon Barkley leading up until the draft. Because in my mind, uh, and in the minds of plenty around the league, there is not a huge drop-off from Barkley to that second tier of running backs. And that's not to say that Barkley isn't a fantastic player, because he is. He might be the best player in this draft uh, with everything that he brings to the field, both as a rusher and a receiver. But when you look at the fact that, you know, say, take the Browns, for example. Say they go quarterback at one, and say Saquon Barkley sitting there at number four. They need a running back comfortable taking a running back there or are you better off going with a defensive player like a Bradley Chubb or a Minka Fitzpatrick and then waiting until pick 33 where you could get maybe a Darius Geis maybe a Sony Michelle so uh, I don't see a big drop off and there's going to be a lot of talk about the value of the running back position early with Saquon Barkley Uh, but again I don't see a big drop off Ronald Jones to me is, is a first round talent Darius Geis, on Johnson, uh, two SEC backs. Uh, they belong somewhere in the top 35 picks. And then the two Georgia players. I mentioned Sony Michelle. Also have Nick Chubb. Those guys are top 50 players. So uh, and then I like some of the running backs that in the third, fourth round. Guys like Rashad Penny, Naheem Hines, uh, Royce Freeman from Oregon, Mark Walton from Miami, Josh Adams, Notre Dame. So there's plenty of capable running backs in this class. Uh, it's going to create a lot of discussion about uh, the value of the running back position and whether or not uh, you know it's worth taking that early, especially for a team like like the Browns who have so many needs yeah. up and down the roster. Okay, Dane, we've avoided it long enough. Quarterbacks, all right, and, and you mentioned it. Four or five guys coming off the top. I am having trouble really picking yet, and I'm going to wait till after the combine to uh, officially kind of make up my mind. And, and maybe you'll be the same, but i'm having trouble really saying okay this one guy is the top and then there's everybody else how are you ranking and rating the top guys rosen allen darnold mayfield and and then you go down to jackson like have you made up your mind who your top quarterback is right now no and i don't think anybody really should at this point um i i I hope everyone keeps an open mind at least through the process and see what the combine shows uh, you know, of course, the tape is what matters. Uh, but when it comes to the quarterback position, you know, this is a famous quote by Bill Walsh. If throwing the ball was the only aspect of grading the position, 
it'd be pretty easy to evaluate. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more that goes into it. Uh, and that's it's very true with these players. You look at a guy like Josh Rosen, who is a very pretty pocket passer. He makes it look very natural uh, from the pocket. But there are some questions about uh, his ability to extend plays, his ability to navigate the pocket. Uh, he has some uh, decision-making issues as well uh, with turnovers. Uh, and then, of course, you have the off-field. Uh, he's not going to be for everybody. Sam Ro- or Josh Rosen will not be on every draft board because of uh, just the way he handles himself off the, off the field. His uh, personality is arrogant. It won't mesh with every coaching staff. Uh, and then you have a guy like Sam Darnold who uh, has the turnover issues, has some technique issues, especially with his footwork, but the intangibles are off the charts. Uh, the way he can anticipate passing windows at a very young age is is amazing. Uh, his ability to overall mental battle at the position is really impressive. So for me, Sam Darnold is the favorite to be the first quarterback drafted going into the combine. Uh, we'll see if anything changes. Uh, then you have the two players that were at the Senior Bowl, the two quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Baker Mayfield, of course, we know about uh, you know the off-field. You know, he's not Johnny Mandel. It's, a, it's not a very good comparison. But do, do you need to mature? Absolutely. Uh, does he need to overcome uh, kind of the undersized stigma? Yeah, he does. Does he need to uh, overcome the, the Big 12 offense uh, in the heightened production? Does he need to overcome that? Yeah, he does. There are a lot of question marks around Baker Mayfield. But the more you watch, the more you really dig in on him, the fewer questions you have and the fewer uh, – you don't have as many eh, reasons to say, you know what, he's not going to work out. So, And then, you, of course, Josh Allen, who I mentioned, who I call him scouting catnip because <laughs> the physical traits are just off the charts. Yeah. Size, yeah. arm talent, athleticism. Uh, but he's just currently undeveloped in several positions where – or several – where it's important uh, at the NFL level, uh, from accuracy to touch, to pocket management. So uh, there's plenty with Josh Allen that scares you, but plenty that gets you excited about where he could be two, three years down the road once uh, an NFL coach has a chance to get their hands on him. And that really goes to where these guys end up. If a Josh Allen has to go somewhere and start right away, he'll probably bust out potentially. But if you can go yeah. and sit somewhere, then that's that's where you can get the value, as you said, two, three years down the road. Dane, is there a quarterback that you feel is the most pro-ready? And ideally, listen, perfect world, we all want these these guys to sit for a year or two. But fact of the matter, they're, you know, if you go to the, go to the Browns or go to a, a team that is quarterback hungry, probably going to play at least some in year one. Is there one quarterback you feel is overall the most pro-ready? I think it's definitely Josh Rosen. Uh, I mean, if, if the one of your criteria for an NFL team is to draft the not the best quarterback long-term, but for the best quarterback short-term, uh, you know, they can help you in year one. Well, I think Josh Rosen probably be your guy. Uh, like I said, he's very comfortable uh, in the pocket, uh, very clean from a mechanics perspective, his footwork all the way up to his delivery. Uh, he's very quick uh, with, with his snap delivery and his ability to uh, isolate what the defense is doing, uh, find his hot read, and, and deliver the, uh, over the middle of the field. He's one of the best throwers over the middle of the field that I've ever scouted. Uh, really impressive job in that area. So I think Josh Rosen is ready right now. Uh, but, again, I mean, these, these teams, they want the best quarterback, you know, short and long-term, mm-hmm. and that's where I think there's more question marks. Uh, there's plenty to like about all these guys. There will be no such thing as a consensus top quarterback this year. No such thing. Because you ask different people, you're going to get different opinions all over the league. Each 
team, each uh, evaluator is going to have their own guy. Uh, for me, going into the combine, it's Sam Darnold. So we'll see how, if, uh, if that changes at all through the final two months of the process. Uh, but we still have plenty to learn about yeah. these guys. Yeah. Uh, and last one for you here, Dane. Going to Baker Mayfield because, boy, he's, he's gaining a lot of steam. He's fun to watch. He's popular. He's, he's brash, right? He's, TMZ's following him around. He's going to be the, the Hollywood type of pick. Now, when we look at traits like uh, a Josh Allen, Darnold, Rosen, you can pretty much plug in a six foot four a plus 200 and something pound guy into any system and feel pretty comfortable. All right. He's going to be able to match up to weather, et cetera for a six foot, a thick six feet though, but a, a, a six foot guy. Do you feel it really depends where Baker Mayfield ends up for him to have success? So example, if, if the, the Browns are a cold weather team takes him, is that going to hinder him compared to let's say playing in a dome or a warm weather place? I think it's a factor and something that, you know, you have to discuss. Um, you know, I was worried at the senior bowl, uh, you know, uh, Mayfield and Josh Allen, they were on the same team, the North squad. And so we got to see them in practice throw one after the other. And I was worried that for Mayfield, that with Allen's rocket arm, you know, with Mayfield going right after his arm would look wimpy compared to Josh Allen's. But you know what? It really didn't. I was really impressed with it, seeing it in person with my own eyes. Uh, Mayfield's ability to snap throw and put velocity on the ball. Uh, even though he doesn't have the best body mechanics, he doesn't always follow through with his hips and uh, you know point with his foot. I mean, he has some mechanic issues, but he's able to generate that velocity with that snap throw. And so I'm not as worried as others we talk about the cold weather, we talk about uh, being able to play right off of Lake Erie or, you know, say in Buffalo, uh, you know, they're looking, they might be looking for a quarterback. Uh, I'm not as worried as other people with Baker Mayfield. Obviously he's, he's a smaller guy. Um, you know, he's just over six foot, you know, about 215 pounds. But I, to me, the measurables uh, would not be from drafting him. His hand size is good. He didn't have a, a big problem with fumbles in college. I'm not as worried about the size, but that we know that there will be plenty of people around the NFL that might shy away from him because of the size. It's just not the prototypical measurements that they're looking for. But I think for a team that uh, isn't that will look past that, uh, you know, just a few inches in height and all that, I think they can end up getting a really good player. I think you have to look at Miami, uh, even though they're not a cold weather city. But I think Miami paired with Adam Gase would be a yeah. a fun fit. Uh, ideally, I'd love to see him go to New Orleans, sit behind Breeze for a year in that Sean Payton offense. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be really interesting to see where he ends up because he might not be a fit for everybody, but uh, you could absolutely see a team in the top ten pulling the trigger. Yeah, and to see him throw receivers open into the tight windows, he's got a lot of skill. Yeah. So it's going to be a fascinating process. Uh, Dane, you got the, the beast, you call it, and rightfully so, the NFL Draft Guide. When can we expect that out? Uh, the goal is always a month before the draft. I mean, I just I, I crank out profiles on these guys until I run out of time, basically. So I <laughs> usually end up uh, over 400 profiles, um, and you know I'm, I'm almost halfway there now. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the beast has everything you want from all the numbers, combine numbers, pro day numbers, uh, as many details as you possibly want on all these players that will help you not only in the first round, but in the later round. So eager to uh, share it with everybody. Yeah, and it's great for fans because if you're, if you're watching the draft and you see a guy taken in the fifth round you never heard of, you just go to Dane's Guide. That's it. You, you go to it, you look it up, and you get a full background. It's such a great tool, and you'll be tweeting it out, I'm sure, when it's available, at DP Brugler. Dane, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Anytime. Thanks, Andy.
All right, that's my guy, Dane Brugler, senior NFL draft analyst from NFLDraftScout.com. As I said, follow him for all your draft stuff at DP Brugler. We're going to step aside, get back to some present NFL players, offseason storylines, free agency coming up with longtime NFL analyst Clark Judge from the Talk of Fame Network. That's coming up next on TSN 4 Downs. This is where I want to be, honestly. You know, I want to get this deal done as fast as possible. And it's only going to help our team going forward, you know, going into free agency. It is 75 degrees out here, and it's not a snowstorm like Chicago. So <laughs> we just came from that, so I can speak on that. It's, uh, it's a lot better here. So, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. There's other factors that go into it. <laughs> That's a big part. Jimmy Garoppolo, 137.5 million reasons to smile, including the weather out in the Bay Area. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. We are delivered by Domino's. Go to dominoes.ca. It's cold outside, people. You know it. Snow brushing off your car. You don't want to go out. You can. You can get carry out. Or how about delivery? Domino's.ca. Large four-topping pizza. Just $11.99. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. And guys, I've been telling you about this too for a while now. Control V North York, okay? Virtual reality video games. I went a few weeks back with my wife. It was it, it was an experience. It was awesome. You get your own pods of video games. You, you Put the VR headset on. You're in your own world. They got sports games. They have interactive uh, zombie games. Hey, how about this? Arizona Sunshine. That's why it's an incredibly realistic shooter game where you chase down zombies before they get you. You can play that as a group. You can play it on your own. There's a 101st Airborne parachuting game behind uh, enemy lines. There's sniper games. There's shooter. There's mini pot. There's there's haunted houses. It is awesome. Control V North York. So what you do, go to ctrlv.ca, ctrlv.ca, or call 647-977-9988. Ask for my guy, Gene, 647-977-9988, ctrlv.ca. Birthday parties, corporate functions, kids, adults, date night, group night, whatever. Try Control V North York. All right, I chatted a little bit earlier with Clark Judge, veteran NFL analyst from the Talk of Fame Network, to go over all these crazy NFL offseason storylines. Clark, a lot of off-season news coming right after the Super Bowl. So let's start with Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo signing the big five-year, $130-plus million contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the, the question, of course, is, all right, he's 7-0 and as a starter. That's only seven starts. But we know if you want a quality quarterback, you got to pay for him. What did you think of the deal coming out of San Fran with Jimmy? Well, I was surprised at the numbers, but it's a speculative deal. Um, they're betting on the future yeah. as much as the past. I mean, you look at the past, he's 7-0, and as you mentioned. He has seven starts. That's one fewer start than Tom Brady has in Super Bowls. And yet Tom Brady <laughs> is making a lot less money than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's getting, what, $90 million guaranteed in the first three years? Yeah. A lot more than anybody out there. But they've hitched their wagon to him, and for good reason. I mean, that was a different team when he played last year. And I think they look at him and said, this is our long-term future. We're going to lock him down. He could go somewhere else. We're going to make sure he doesn't. Obviously, they would have franchised him uh, had they not got a long-term deal done. But I think this is a, really sort of the only move that they could have made. As I said, I, I look at those numbers, and I look at what Brady did. I go, where's the fairness? Well, there's no fairness. I mean, there really isn't. You're betting on the future. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, for the 49ers, you only gave up a second-round pick, but that's still a significant investment, and it's no surprise that he was being signed up there. I've been high on him since 2014. Like, I think 
if the, if the 49ers, Clark, can add some pieces around him, if that continues, now he's going to lose some games, obviously, but do you feel, and we've seen it, right? If you add a competent quarterback, you can take a bad team to at least being a wild card contender. Do you see that possibility for the 49ers? Well, they've got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, they've, they've got a six of the defense um, as well. Um, get a running back, a premier running back, no hides there, but um, I, you get him some weapons, get him some protection. I mean, he looked like a guy who knows how to win a lot of games last year. When he played, there were a couple games. I covered the 49ers for years, and I'd call these people out there, and I'd say, a couple games there. He sort of reminds me of Montana when he's out of the pocket. Um, now, he's not Joe Montana. Nobody is, not yet. But um, he looks like a guy who can win, as I said, an awful lot of games with. Say they're a wild card team? I don't know. I mean, does one guy make that difference? He does in New England. Uh, could he hear? I guess he could if John Lynch knows what he's doing. And I think John Lynch does. I really thought what John Lynch did last year's draft, I liked some of the guys he got, but I especially like this trade that he pulled off. Um, it could be one of the, the, the biggest and best, and, and people say, geez, you know, the steal. Well, you're betting he's going to be something special, much as the Packers did when they got Brett Favre for a second-round draft pick. Right. And right now he looks like he could be something special. In conversation with Clark Judge from the Talk of Fame Network on Twitter, at Clark Judge T-O-F. Okay, now the other big news, uh, Josh McDaniels going to the Colts. Not so fast. Wait, wait, wait. Pulls it back. And, boy, uh, Clark, I-, I wanted to get your take on this. To me, it's such a bad look. And-, and I guess shame on the Colts for not waiting until the paperwork was signed. But, yeah, assistants coming in and signing up. And for McDaniels to go back, what- what- what's your big picture takeaway from McDaniels spurning the Colts and going back with Kraft and company? Well, my big picture takeaway is don't announce anything until you've actually had the papers signed, sealed, and delivered. Yep. You don't announce anything until guys are, are, are signed. Um, and, and yet, you know, people say, and I think rightly so, hey, your word is your bond. If someone tells you, yeah, I'm coming there, that should be good enough, right? Well, mm-hmm. we've learned in the past that's probably not good enough. I mean, Bill Belichick was on a job for a day in New, in New York with the Jets before he left. Uh, Bill Parcells left the Bucks at the altar in 1992. Um, you look at this situation, and it looked right, except, you know, the Super Bowl, he wasn't saying anything, but that's necessarily an, an alarm because nobody from the Patriots was saying anything, and they generally don't. Um, so that wasn't an alarm. But, um, you know, at the last minute, you go, wait a second, what could have changed? And what could have changed was – a, that the, the Patriots significantly up their offer, and B, that there's some kind of guarantee in there that if and when Bill Belichick leaves, Josh McDaniels becomes the head coach. Right. I would assume that's going to be the case because no one else is going to hire him at this point. Nobody oh. else will. So shame on both of them. Listen, the Colts should have been smarter. That's a dysfunctional organization, too. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I covered them. So far back, they were in Baltimore when I covered them. But that's a dysfunctional organization, too. But what McDaniels did treasonous really in my mind uh, you tell somebody you wanted the job you go and interview a couple times you get the assistants set up about these assistants yeah. that are going there yeah i mean you, you talk about an uncomfortable situation and i saw what tony dungy said he's absolutely right um that's unforgivable these guys gave up their jobs to come there and you turn your back at the last minute so um yeah he's, he's got only one place to go that's new england and as I said, I assume that he becomes the head coach would. Bill Belichick retires, but heaven help him if Tom Brady's not the quarterback. Oh, and I'll tell yeah. you what, he won't be when that happens. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, New England is it. And, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo could have been the safety net, but contract cir- circumstances overtook that. So we'll, we'll see for Josh McDaniels how that works out and, uh, and carries on. Now, 
quarterback-wise here, Cleric, you got Nick Foles just elevating, rising like a phoenix as far as being somebody who is going to be coveted. Now, he's under contract for just $7 bucks. If you're the Eagles, do you look to move Nick Foles for a, a, a high draft pick of some sort, I would think, or hold on to him with Carson Wentz, not, his future not known as far as when he's going to be able to return with that knee. They're saying September, but you never know with two ligaments. Yeah, that's right. I do both. Here's what I do. I hold on to him. All right, yeah. I hold on to him because I don't know what Carson Wentz's situation is. But I hold on to him until or unless someone makes me an offer I can't refuse. Hmm. It's got to be a first-rounder. Um, I don't know if it's a low first round. No one's going to give you a high first rounder for a guy who made his name off of five starts here, really, on Super Bowl MVP. And I understand, you know, people say, well, what about, you know, when he was with the Eagles before? That's a long time ago. And he, he bottomed out so much since then that he was going to quit. And then he comes back and resurrects himself with the Eagles and certainly played like an MVP uh, of the game in, in Super Bowl 52. But is is that... Nick Foles, or is it Nick Foles with the Rams? You know, is it, who are we looking at? And um, and I think you better be sure of that. You're willing to give up a, a first-rounder, a low first-rounder? Pretty heavy with quarterbacks. I don't know if that's going to happen. So that said, on the Eagles, I go, he's going nowhere. We're not paying him a lot of money. He's going to stay here. We can win games. Hey, we won a Super Bowl with this guy. Yeah. So we can win a lot of games with him until Carson Wentz comes back. Um, and then you've got a trade deadline. You know, it's in October. You can move him then. If you're convinced that Carson Wentz is okay, move him then. And that's what I think happens. I think they keep him as a safety blanket, as a security blanket. And you've got a safety net there with Nick Foles. When you're convinced that Wentz is okay, then you can move him and get something in return. Right, and then you have that. Apparently, they're pretty high on that Nate Sudfeld as a third stringer. So yeah. that'll be interesting to follow. Right, right. Uh, last one for you here, Clark. Uh, Kurt Cousins. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is the highest paid right now. That will probably be usurped by Cousins. Where now he said at the Super Bowl he's more concerned about going to a winning environment, a contender now than cash. Where mm-hmm. is the best fit? Do you feel for Kirk Cousins? Arizona could they be a winning team? They could be. I'm thinking Denver, Denver Clark. where they bottomed out. I'm thinking Denver. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, no, I'm I'm Denver, Denver but they, they but they've lost a lot of people since winning that mm. Super Bowl. I mean that thing has turned over pretty dramatic dramatically. It's not the Jets. No. It's not the Jets, no. but they have a lot of money and cap room to to offer. So. um yeah, I would say of those three, probably Denver. But, um, you know, I would be careful. I mean, with Kirk Cousins, he's going to get a lot of money. I'm not sure how far he can go with him. I mean, he throws for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. But can he take you to the next level? And I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, he, he he won a division in Washington, got him to the playoffs. But I've never had a feeling this guy's something special. When you watch Garoppolo, I do think you think that. You know, there's yeah. there's something here. He's got an it factor that you can't really put your finger on, but you see it. With Cousins, I never really feel that. I mean, he pulled off a game last year, a win in Seattle, where I thought, you know what, that, that may be a turning point for this guy. And, and then there were other games where I thought he looked dead flat ordinary. And I don't feel that way when I look at a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is the second coming of Tom Brady, but he's pretty good, and you're betting on what the future is going to be. Well, with Cousins, you've got to do the same thing, too. I mean, you're betting on the past, and he's got a proven track record. But is he going to do more than that? And with Garoppolo, you're saying, yeah, I think he is. With with Cousins, I don't know that he is. That's going to be fascinating to follow and see where he might end up. Uh, Clark, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for calling. 
That was Clark Judge, veteran NFL analyst from the Talk of Fame Network. We will take the break, come back with some Eagles Super Bowl parade sound, and get into free agency. Who are some of the top NFL free agents we should keep an eye on when free agency opens up in March? Back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050. Worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. Somebody hire Jason Kelsey. Vincent Mann, hire him as a wrestler right now. Today. All that was missing was, you know something, Mean Gene, and back to you, Gorilla Monsoon. That was it. That was all that was missing. That was a full wrestling promo by Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles. Give us hell, Jason. Yeah, media got it wrong. But Peterson outwitted Bill Belichick Eagles, your Super Bowl champs. Back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara, and you can get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. And a reminder, folks, we're delivered by Domino's. Go to Domino's.ca today. They got carryout specials. They have delivery, large four-topping pizza, just eleven ninety-nine side dishes, marbled cookie, brownie for dessert. Get it all at Domino's.ca. And as a thank you to our great listeners all season long as we wrap up season two. I'm going to give away a free Domino's pizza. All you're going to have to do later on today, check out at AndyMC81 on Twitter, my pinned tweet with the TSN 4 Down show link. When that is pinned and that show link is up, you're going to retweet that. You're going to make sure you're following at AndyMC81 and at Domino's Canada. If you follow those two and retweet it, you're going to be entered into a draw. And Sunday night, I will do the draw, random draw, winner gets free Domino's pizza. Pretty darn good. All right, let's get a poll update here and talk a little bit about NFL free agency. And this is going to be a very interesting offseason because you have some big names out there. And, of course, however free agency goes down directly affects the draft. What teams address what need, and then how does that go into the prospects? So our uh, Twitter question, at TSN4Downs, was, which of these NFL free agents will make the biggest impact in 2018? Darren Sproles, Jimmy Graham, Sammy Watkins, or Malcolm Butler? Leading the way, this is close. Malcolm Butler is up uh, as far as being making the biggest impact. Then Sammy Watkins, Jimmy Graham, and Darren Sproles. If we start at the top, Sproles, that scat back type, he, kind of the, the predecessor to a Deion Lewis. Injury prone, when he has the ball, though, boy, he can be dynamic. And where does he go? He's getting up there in age for a running back. I don't see Darren Sproles out of that particular group having the biggest impact. I think he can be a nice complimentary piece, but when I'm looking at a guy who can really step in still, I think it's Jimmy Graham. Like He didn't forget how to be a tight end. With Seattle, if I'm Jimmy Graham, get out of the Seahawks. You were such a stud with the Saints. You need to go in a place where you can, you can be a showcase piece again. The Seahawks offense, it's so weird, right, Chris? Like It's so... It's so strange. Like it's all around Russell Wilson. The receiver, you can't really predict it. I still think Jimmy Graham can have a, a, a huge impact in this league. If Seattle ever gets an O-line, I think Jimmy Graham would flourish in Seattle. Yeah, But is that going to come? And for free agency, are they going to want to spend the money? Why not bring him back to New Orleans? Free agency? Drew Brees, one New more Orleans time? Needs him. One more time? He also can't block. No, no, no. He's a, so. he's a, he's a pass-catching weapon. I want him over, what, Kobe Fleener. Terrible. Sammy Watkins is too much of a... 
so much upside, so athletic. He'll flash and, and really look good. But a third option with the Rams, eh, I don't think so. And Malcolm Butler, he has something to prove. He's going to have the biggest chip on, on his shoulder of anybody being benched in the Super Bowl after playing over 90% of the defensive snaps. For New England, benched. I'm hoping that current Titan and former Patriot Logan Ryan oh. can talk to Malcolm Butler. Really? And possibly recruit him. To Bring him over. That I think he can, him and Jimmy Graham do it for me. Uh, for, uh, Trumaine Johnson is going to be the top defensive free agent who is likely to move for me. Cornerback with the Rams, 6'2", 213, couple picks last year, tons of passes to defend. This guy is a stud at 28 years old. Someone needs to lock him down for a four-year. It's rare that a true number one corner shutdown guy comes available. Trumaine Johnson's going to get paid, and it's probably going to be out of L.A. All right, folks, great season. We're going to be back in April, end of April, for a two-episode NFL Draft special, so make sure you stay tuned for that. If you miss any of this show, get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, tsn1050.ca show page, and of course, follow us on Twitter. We've got all the great NFL news for you and show links to uh, today's show and everything else. So at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. Scrizzy, great job in Season 2, brother. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. It's been really fun, bud. And make sure you check out Twitter to win yourself some free Domino's pizza. All right, that'll do it for Season 2 of TSN 4 Downs. For Mike Skrzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. Enjoy the offseason, folks. We'll talk to you soon.